Rockies are now expected to host All-Star Weekend in mid-July. Testimony will resume this morning for the prosecution in the trial of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin. It's still unclear if he'll take the stand in his own defense. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman says he should. There are very few cases where I feel that a defendant needs to testify. The only person who can say that he thought that he wasn't causing enough harm for death or serious bodily injury because he had done this maneuver before is Derek Chauvin. CBS News has obtained an NYPD intelligence assessment of Friday's attack at the U.S. Capitol. CBS News senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge. The intelligence report obtained by CBS News found that recent targeting, including Friday's attack, the January 6 riots, and terrorist propaganda have likely made the U.S. Capitol an increasingly visible and attractive target for bad actors across the ideological spectrum. The assessment found at least 50 posts on social media platforms threatening violence against officers. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. This CNET Tech Update is sponsored by Dell Small Business. This year's Consumer Electronics Show, a week-long showcase of the latest tech, was a bit different this year. CNET's Connie Guglielmo says the pandemic has inspired a new trend. Touchless was a big theme, and I think it will continue to be one, not just as we cope with the pandemic, but into the future. Dell Technologies Advisors listen to your small business needs so they can provide you with tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform. Call today, 877-ASK-DELL. Research shows people remember radio ads that remind them of the past. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need, here's an ad that'll really take you back. Back in my day, I heard a voice from the radio say, Liberty Mutual customizes my home insurance so I only pay for what I need. I'm getting on in years now, but (laughs) heavens to Betsy, there are some things an old fella like me just never forgets. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. When someone is knighted by the queen, it gets a lot of publicity. Not so much when it's reversed. Last year, nine people had knighthoods or similar honors revoked, ending a decade in which a record 70 people were quietly stripped of their royal honorifics. They include disgraced film mogul Harvey Weinstein, whose honorary title likely won't be restored even if his legal appeals succeed. The Times of London reports child sex offenses account for 37% of cancellations, followed by fraud. Critics argue the secrecy that generally surrounds the stripping of a title simply protects the guilty. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Several pool sport events were canceled in Tokyo that were supposed to serve as tests for the Olympics. Qualifiers for diving and artistic swimming, as well as a water polo event, were all called off as the country struggles with a fourth wave of coronavirus infections. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. Woke culture is threatening our freedoms. Now, Grant Stinchfield exposes Woke's secret agenda and its hidden players. Watch Stinchfield at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight on Newsmax TV as he reveals the dangers. Stinchfield gives you the cold, hard truth you need to know. Find Newsmax TV on all major cable systems or get it free on Roku, YouTube, Zumo, Pluto, and smart TVs. Download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. Woke is dangerous. So watch Stinchfield on Newsmax tonight. I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. (laughs) No, you hold my hand. 
Here we go! Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Hi, this is Joe Mullins with the Radio Ramblers. We've been thankful to perform throughout the state, the U.S., and beyond, featuring bluegrass music, homegrown here in Ohio. We are certainly ready to get back on stage in front of audiences and at festivals and concerts after we have enough people vaccinated in the state. The COVID-19 vaccine will let us all get back in business doing what we love. Please roll up your sleeve. Ohioans have come a long way and we can't afford to stop our efforts now. Don't procrastinate. Vaccinate. To schedule a vaccine appointment, see gettheshot.coronavirus.ohio.gov or call 1-833-427-5634. That's 833-427-5634. Do it today for a healthy Ohio as soon as possible. 1-833-427-5634. Ohio. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's probably not, it's the, not the Kim and Ruth Show. show. It's really... <laughs> I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. At Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank. Member FDIC, CenturyNationalBank.com. Spring is here. What a better way to celebrate than with a new color and style from the Infinity Salon. As a Goldwell Ambassador Salon, color is our specialty. Whether it's a balayage, platinum blonde, brilliant rich reds, or beautiful brunettes, we perform all the latest techniques to achieve the perfect color and style to fit your individuality. The Infinity Salon, to infinity and beyond your expectations. TheInfinitySalon.com. 740-594-4600. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. My, oh my, what a gorgeous morning it is out there. Look at it. That brilliant sunshine. 52 degrees right now, headed to 81. Wow. Hey, we got a special edition today. 
up around the uh, city of Worcester, Ohio, which is very important to my family. There's a store known as Layman's. It's been around a long time. It is an Amish store. And I tell you, I have seen more unique things there than, well, I just, I don't know how to compare it. And so joining us this morning is Glenda Lehman Irvin. And uh, good morning, Glenda. Good morning. Welcome. You are a member of the family. Golly. I am. Lehman's was started by my father, Jay Lehman, in 1955. Um, He worked there um, until he was in his early 90s, and he peacefully left us last July uh, 2020. Um, But his memory and his legacy will live on forever. Well, it's, um, you know, it's it's an amazing store. You know, I mean, first of all, let's talk about Amish in general. Since 1984, the number of Amish people in the United States has, like, quadrupled. Just, that's not that many years. And, you know, I think they, they're they talking about 300,000 Amish in the nation. And, uh, and they say the state with the most is right here in Ohio. That's right. Holmes County, just south of Layman's, which is located in Kidron, Ohio, um, has the most Amish in the country, not Lancaster, Pennsylvania, as many assume. Uh, the Amish tend to have large families, too, and then marry within the community. So that adds to, to the growth. Um, I don't know if your listeners know this, but they're, even though the Amish are deeply religious and spiritual people, there is no physical church. They have church at each other's homes, yes. um, sometimes every other Sunday, sometimes two Sundays in a row, and it is a big deal. Some of our Amish employees will actually take time off from work because that's when you uh, you fix your gutters and you do do your landscaping and you paint your porch because it is a big deal to have church at your house. Mm-hmm. And I just think uh, the concept's really quite unique. But the, the you know there's an expression, and and layman's has incorporated it into their um, I'm going to call it marketing for a simpler life. And you know, there's there's been a lot of, over the years, I've heard so much about, well, the Amish don't believe in that. It's not that they don't believe in it. They choose not to go to that extent in terms of modern facilities and things like that. And, and you know, is that fair to say? That is fair to say. Um, they, call the elect- uh, they call electricity the invisible barrier. Um, because there are so many things that are more convenient and faster and more worldly. Uh, the Amish believe that they should be in the world, but not of the world. Uh, that's why they dress very simply, and they're, sometimes they're even called the plain people, um, because they all dress alike. There's no, no um, oh, she's fashionable, or, or he's not fashionable. Um, and they, uh, for the most part, live without electricity. A lot of it is controlled by the bishop, who is the leader of the geographic church. Remember I said there's no physical church building? Mm-hmm. So sometimes the bishop will allow, for example, kerosene. So maybe they, they can have a tractor that is kerosene-powered. Um, you know, depends on, like any religion, there's some more conservative and some 
some less conservative. Uh, they tend to quit school in the eighth grade as a rule. Uh, some of them will go to an English school. English is what they call the non-Amish, uh, but many do go to an Amish school, so it's not uncommon to see the little one-room schoolhouses like something out of a, a movie or Little House on the Prairie dotting the countryside and the children ranging from age 5 to 13 outside playing softball or volleyball. Sure. Well, you know, now you, you mentioned your father was the founder of Layman's. And, um, mm-hmm. and and so was he Amish all his life? No, he was not Amish. My family is Mennonite, okay. which in the, 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 oh, it's been probably the 1600s where the Mennonite and the Amish split. Um, I think the, the Mennonites were too liberal for the Amish, even though the Mennonites tend to be very conservative people. Um, But dad greatly admired the Amish way of life and was concerned that if they didn't have the products they needed to maintain that non-electric rural way of life, their way of life would become extinct. So now in 1955, this wasn't unusual. Every small town had a little hardware store catering to the local people. What made it different is that dad decided he was going to continue to carry those practical non-electric products, think oil lamps, Mm. water pumps, wood cook stoves, no matter what happened around him. So, you know, in the 50s, it wasn't unusual, even the 60s, but the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the other people around us that were selling those products had long quit because they were, insert air quotes here, old-fashioned, and nobody wanted them anymore. And we are still selling some of the exact same products we were selling in 1955. So we do have some Amish customers. That is actually a very small part of our clientele now, although it was very large when Dad started. But the Amish make lots of product for us, which still helps them maintain their way of life. Because an Amish gentleman told me once he wants to put his feet under the table for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And what he meant was having three meals a day with his entire family, which is what a farmer would do. But you think of a, a working man in, in English culture who has breakfast, lunch, and dinner with their families. But by purchasing their products, think hand-woven baskets and hickory rockers and cast-iron kettles. We are allowing them to work at home, which is what they want, and perhaps more importantly, to pass that skill set on to their sons and nephews and grandsons so that that knowledge of how to handcraft these products doesn't become lost. Well, okay, so Mennonite. Um, One of the one of the things I always think of when I think of Amish is a large family. And um, pr- primarily because they work the land. They, they, the more people in the family, the be- more the workforce was, if you, if you get my drift here. And, um, you know, now since over the years they've developed so many other skills like construction and, and things like that. But again, they do it themselves. And so I'm just curious, how large a family did you come from? Um, I have three siblings, so there were four of us. Yeah. Um, my family is not a conservative Mennonite. The two basic tenets of the Mennonite faith are adult baptism and pacifism. Um, and there's a lot of other things that, that go around that. Sure. So we do have a lot in common with the Amish. But I, if you would look at me, you would not know that I was Amish. You could look at photos on our website and, and see that um, we do not. I mean, we, we drive cars and we have electricity and, and all of that. Um, that said, I know some Mennonite families that are very large, and I know some that only have one or two children. Yeah. So it's not quite the same as the Amish family, which typically have 
four to, to eight children, um, sometimes even more. There was a family up the road from the store that had 15 children. 14 of them were boys. <laughs> That'd be a challenge. Yes. yes. Can you imagine the dinner table? <laughs> I remember uh, uh, growing up on High Street in Worthington. Um, the family across the street was the Schulteis family, and they had 13 children. And I, you know, here I was. I had a sister who was old, um, 15 years older than I was. So I really didn't get to know her as well because by the time mm-hmm. I have any recollection, she was off to college. You know. Sure. But uh, anyway, I mean, I of course I had a recollection, but it wasn't the same as growing up side by side. Well, right, listen, right. Layman's is such a cool place. I mean, I walked in there and I see a kerosene-powered refrigerator. How does that work? You know, and, uh, and, and things like that. I mean, and maybe maybe I'm my memory's wrong, but there were so many unusual things. I remember the first house I bought here in Athens had a natural gas-powered refrigerator down in the basement. And it became our beer fridge, forgive my expression, but the point is I didn't know that you could heat something to make it cold. You know what I mean? I know. I know. Isn't it interesting? And, And during this pandemic, we have seen such a resurgence in people's interest in doing it themselves. Yeah. Um, grow, you know, the, all the supply chain issues, I'm sure we're all familiar with that, how you just can't get certain things. You go to the grocery store and there's no toilet paper, there's no toothpaste. Or I went the other day and there were no tomatoes. I have no idea why, but there were no tomatoes. Um, and so people are very interested in having the skill set that our grandparents and great-grandparents and certainly the Amish have, but also having the products, um, the apple peelers and the noodle makers and the you know, even the, even the wood cook stoves and some of those more kind of serious products, we have always carried things that you need to live your life for heat, food, light, and water when you have no electricity. Mm-hmm. Today, we have lots of other things like board games, croquet sets, puzzles, um, a lot of things to cook. Uh, we have an apparel section, gardening, camping, pet supplies. My father used to say those non-electric appliances are the cake. And everything else is the icing. Mm-hmm. You you can have the cake without the icing, but you can't really have the icing without the cake. Um, and we do get lots and lots of tourists into the the store who are very interested in um, our antiques. As you know, the walls are lined with antiques, so it's really like going shopping and going to a museum at the same time. But they're they're very interested in learning about our product. However, if you are a tourist on vacation, you probably aren't going to buy a gas refrigerator or a wood cook stove. However, perhaps a handcrafted piece of jewelry or a locally made basket. Those are the kind of things that appeal to that tourism market. Um, Through our website and catalog, we still serve a very serious audience of homesteaders, preppers, off-gridders, and what we fondly refer to as the chronically nostalgic. (laughs) Well, um, you know, I, um, over the years, I have, every so often purchased the catalog and in fact um, you're redoing it as we speak and and very soon going to release this new oh mercy it's like 160 or 170 page catalog right it's 156 156 pages yeah you have it exact and and, no now your role with layman's is um director of marketing right 
That is correct. Now, um, I I found a bunch of pages about Lehman's and, and printed them off because it's just fascinating to me. One of the pages, the very headline reads, why does layman's use modern technology? You know, um, now again, you've explained your family is Mennonite. So some of these technological limitations or uh, may not apply to that faith um, where they do to the Amish. But take that phrase, why does layman's use modern technology in in Explain it a bit to our audience. Sure. Sure. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, somebody asked Dad why Layman's was all over Facebook, and he said very simply, because that's where the people are. Mm-hmm. What we want to do is reach people where they are. Uh, we do have the catalog. It is. Ex- it takes a long time to produce, and it's expensive to print and expensive to mail. So as opposed to like in the 70s and 80s when we mailed out catalogs to introduce our product to people, now people can find us. And so we are using high-tech to sell low-tech because it's an uh, ecologically friendly and economical way to reach people all over the country, if not all over the world. You know, back in the day when Dad started, our customers knew what they wanted. They were Amish farmers, so they knew what they wanted. Nowadays, there's people who are maybe several generations away from that, that gardening, that homesteading, and they don't know what they want. They need to go on our website and, and search. Um, we have a very active blog where we post things like what to do with your chickens in the winter and how to tap trees for maple syrup and how to start a garden, what to know before you grow. And um, particularly during the pandemic, we're seeing a lot of people that don't have that background knowledge that many of us here in rural Ohio do have. You know, if your mother never gardened or canned, your father never baked or cooked, and your, your grandparents never did, well, if you want to teach your children some of those skills, you're, you're kind of lost. And that's, that's where we come in. That's one of our favorite things to do is help people take their next step on a journey to a simpler life. Um, we feel that the simpler life is predicated on five pillars. A simpler life is satisfying, it's understandable, it's sustainable, it's comforting, and it's prepared. Um, I have a daughter in college, and last fall, for my husband's birthday in October, we went to an apple orchard, and we picked apples, and we came home and made an apple pie from scratch and gave it to him. So the whole thing took four or five hours. Why did we do that? Why did we just go to the store and buy one? It was understandable. It was sustainable. It was satisfying. It mm. was comforting. It felt so good for us to say to my husband, we made this for you. And, of course, she was all over Instagram and everything else, posting pictures of it. Sure. But I, I get I get that feeling, and we've all had that before, where you, you make something for somebody or you do something nice. And it, I, I think as humans, we're, with all the technology, we, we forget that life isn't transactional. It's relational. It's, it's people, especially now since we've been apart for so long, uh, craving to be together and to share a meal or play a board game or um, we have been selling so many puzzles. Um, in April of 2019, we sold about 30 puzzles online. In April of 2020, a year ago, we sold over 700 puzzles Are, are we talking like um, jigsaw puzzles? Yes. Okay. My wife has gotten into that. I mean, you're, you're talking my language here. Um, you know, there's a group that uh, we socialize with that normally, anyway, we haven't, been able to get together until about oh, three or four weeks ago. 
and I, I mean, as we came together, literally there were tears. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it was just very emotional. Such a difficult time, and that. So so okay. I found another sheet here where you describe who is a layman's customer. And you use these different terms that I I liked. It. Okay, so you got a prepper. Okay, so those are uh, uh, typically. Um, let's see, how would you describe the term prepper? Somebody who is preparing to live self-sufficiently without electricity for a longer term, uh, whether it be a week or three weeks or a month. Um, that person would be buying those more more pricey non-electric appliances because they either want to do it for their own feeling of, of self-sufficiency or they believe that the grid is going to crash long-term. Um, some of our preppers has, have been preaching for years of a pandemic, um, and for some of them, life didn't change a bit because they had everything they needed right on their property. Yeah. Um, we actually have a book called Prepping 101. <laughs> it was written maybe 10 years ago, and there's a whole chapter in there about what to do if the pandemic hits. There's, um, we had a, a power outage here a whole month ago that was a little longer than customary. And um, out of that experience, I went to White's Mill here, and um, I noticed they had these kerosene wicks and um, um, the adjustment thing and all of that. And the, so I made from scratch using mason jars and that sort of thing, um, several kerosene lamps. Oh, that's great. And um, I now have them in various spots about the house. And then I had some Aladdin lamps from years ago, so I've made them come back to life. So, you know, it's such a, there is a certain beauty to it, too. You know, Instead of having LED, you know, 400K brightness and I don't know what all their terms are, but there's a certain warmth and beauty to some of these more natural, um, rudimentary products. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think knowing how they work, like you put them together, you know how they work. There's so much in our, our lives... I don't know how my TV works. I don't know how my phone works. I don't know how my la- I don't even know how my car works. Yeah. But we have, uh, for example, a push mower. With a traditional mower, if it won't start, you probably have to take it back to the dealer or do something expensive with it. With our mower, if it's not working, you're not walking mm-hmm. because yeah. the blades are turning as you walk. We actually have one on display at Layman's in a little grassy patch, and we never have to mow that area because customers do it for us. Yeah, they, um, they want to feel it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's something, too, about doing doing very tactile things. I, I think of my children in their early 20s, and everything is on demand in streaming, right? And so they like, they like to do physical things, whether it's, it's digging in the dirt to plant or um, playing a, a record on a record album, mm-hmm. um, because so much of what they do, and I get that, so much of what I do is technology-driven, too. Sometimes after work, I like to sit on the deck and read a book a physical book where I can turn the pages. And you mentioned the catalog. Um, you know, you would think in 2021, who wants a catalog anymore? Just go online. Uh, but there is something about having that tactile book that you can page through 
and you don't have to worry about the battery dying or the screen cracking or <laughs> being hacked by somebody, right? Well, absolutely. And I, um, I'm a researcher less and not a reader, but um, I do a lot of reading, but it's in, in a research-based mode. So, uh, but to sit and read a book from cover to cover that's, a, let's say, a novel, that's not my thing. But it doesn't matter what my thing are, is. Let's talk about more of these layman customers. We had Prepper. We explained that. Off the grid. I think we can understand what that might be. Frugal living. Uh, someone chooses to live frugally. Um, that's that's interesting to me. Homesteaders. Um, yeah, homesteading is a term that, that we use a lot. Um, I would say it's more than a gardener and less than a farmer. <laughs> if you're a homesteader, you are likely providing what your family needs. So you would have perhaps a cow, you would have chickens, you would have goats. Uh, you would have a large enough garden that you could feed your family. Um, it, it's yeah, it's more than a gardener, but less than a farmer, and that is really our core audience right now is people that are homesteading. Chronically nostalgic, I like that. Um, <laughs> eco-friendly, and then uh, you already mentioned the term gardeners. Um, golly, if you you know, doesn't everybody fit into one of those? Maybe. Well, probably, and if they thought about it a little bit, um, I remember telling my father a story, uh, you mentioned eco-friendly, about a gentleman in Colorado who wanted to reduce his carbon footprint. I thought Dad would find that term interesting, and so I explained that they lived in an area where they, they shared gardens and they shared child care, and, and they, they bartered with each other, and he looked at me and he said, yep, we had customers like that back in the 70s. We mm. called them hippies. <laughs> right, right. So what he, w he would say is the pendulum swings both ways. Um, you know, in the 80s, it was, I think they called it the me generation, where you wanted to work more and make more money and have a nicer car and a bigger house. And now it's kind of going the other way, where it's like, I'd like to work less and spend more time with family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the tiny house movement, the homesteading movement, that's all about um, spending more time at home and less time at work making money to pay for the big expensive home. You know, and it's... Um layman's um whenever the news media is talking about well how do i put this i guess what i'm getting at is layman's is often cited as an example of a certain style of life or many different styles of life um nbc um, um the travel channel History Channel, Discovery, a lot of these um, television or video services, but but Hollywood too. Um, Layman's has been often an example, right? Yes, if you watch a movie set around the time of the Civil War, say the eighteen forties to the eighteen eighties. And it's, it's uh, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, or it's Lonesome Dove, or even Pirates of the Caribbean, and you say, oh, wooden washboards and copper kettles. I wonder where they got that. Well, they got it from us, because 
our products are historically accurate. We've even gotten the title of historical technology consultant because they would send us pictures. It was a PBS show of what was supposed to be, say, it was 1926, but we would see a product in there that we knew didn't come out until 1940. So we would say, nope, that's the wrong product. You have to use this one, which was available prior to 1926. Um, we, we have been very fortunate to have lots of media attention. In 2020, we were actually featured in the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, the LA Times, and Smithsonian Magazine uh, because of the increase in those odd, quirky products that we're selling due to people's concerns about the supply chain. Folks, if you didn't, uh, if you weren't with us at the beginning of the program, our guest this morning is Glenda Lehman Irvin. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, Glenda, um, her father was Jay Lehman. And in 1955, um, what we call Lehmans up in Kidron, Ohio. Um, and then why do they also talk about what's the. It's, uh, starts with A, a community there. Honest? Um, what is? I thought so. At, at, oh, well, maybe it doesn't matter. We'll skip that. So, you know, your father in 1955 had this idea and did it. And did he ever dream it would have the, uh, really, the national and international image it does? He did not. He would freely admit that. Um, he was doing what he believed in. Um, the fact that it grew so much, uh, he would say, was a combination of luck and timing. He was a very humble man, um, but he had lots of ideas um, that were pretty revolutionary at the time. He was the one that started the catalog, which he knew nothing about producing a catalog, but he thought, well, that's a good way to get you know information in people's hands. And I, I found one of the original ones, and it said, Shall we mimeograph, which to your younger audience, yeah, that yeah. means copy, um, 1,000 or is 500 enough? And, and during the heyday of the catalog, we were sending out millions. And that really grew the business and turned into what is now our website. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, let's pretend that uh, somebody out there uh, doesn't know about layman's. What are, I would try to think of, um, oh, I don't know, a half dozen products that they would find at layman's that they didn't even know existed. Now, that's, oh, a, that's a real stumper. And yeah, I apologize well, we have, for putting that on you without a no notice. Problem. Yeah. We have tens of thousands of products. It's kind of like an old-time mercantile where there's a toy store, there's a food store, there's a apparel store, there's a gardening store. One of the most popular products that we have now is called the Mole Chasing Windmill. Moles tear up your yard, yep. right? They go underground and they make tunnels. This is a, a cute, about five-foot-tall little windmill that when the wind blows, it spins the blades and vibrates the ground, and right. the moles don't like that. And so it is a completely all-natural, humane way to get rid of moles. That would be one item I can think of. Um, you mentioned the gas refrigerator. Uh, using heat to cool things down if you live off-grid and you don't have refrigeration. Um, that's a problem for meat for dairy, for some kind of medicines. And so having the non-electric refrigeration is very important. Um, we have lots of um, food preparation tools from noodle makers to apple peelers to uh, tomato strainers. You know, if you're going to make applesauce or cider or um, all of those things, we have the products that you need to turn fresh 
into food that you can serve your family. Mm. I mentioned before we have everything you need to live without electricity for heat, food, light, and water. So we have a full line of lamp oil and oil lamps, which can be used um, for decorative purposes. And then if there is a power outage or if you want the ambience, you simply turn off the lights and light the oil lamp. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, it's amazing to walk through the store because you, how have you expanded that? I mean, it, it started, I'm assuming, in a much smaller footprint. And then it, it just did. it keeps just adding on and adding on and adding on. So you walk these, literally, I I don't know how far it is, but if as you wind through the store and you go through these various different departments, um, it's like you go from one thing to another, and each time it's so unique and remarkable. Um. Well, thank you. It is the, the full loop is a quarter mile long. It's a very long, skinny store. And inside the store, there are four pre-Civil War era structures, barns. And the reason we like those is if you look at them closely, they are hand-hewn. You can see the axe marks. Right. Around the time of the Civil War, they started running the logs through sawmills, which people liked, but it made the boards very smooth. And so those pre-Civil War era barns are, are kind of our, our specialty. Then I mentioned the antiques. My father collected hot belly stoves and ringer washers of all things. And so in addition to lots and lots of, of tools and, and water pumps and other things we have on display, there's those antiques. When he um, opened the store, it was probably about 2,000 square feet, and he would add on for storage and then turn it into retail, add on for storage, turn it into retail. And so he grew bit by bit until 2007 when we doubled the size of the store. And we've got about 35,000 square feet now. 35,000. Wow. Yes, and I would encourage your listeners to go to layman's.com slash events. We have something going on every single weekend from axe throwing to goat yoga to cloggers to uh, the peach truck to making homemade ice cream. There's something fun for families every single weekend at Layman's. We are closed on Sunday, so they should plan their trip for Saturday. And I might add Easter and Christmas days you're closed as well. I saw that. And uh, Thanksgiving, yep. Christmas and Thanksgiving. And, of course, Easter's always on a Sunday, so we are closed on Easter, too. A good point. I knew there was two dates as well. It was mentioned somewhere. The yes, Christmas um, and Thanksgiving. Sure. Now, um... What, what is what okay in your own home have are you um i don't know why this is important but i'll ask it anyway do you live by the amish way of life i you are have Mennonite, a house full right yeah. i my house is full of layman's products i okay. do not live off grid i have no desire to live off grid i certainly admire and respect that way of life mm -hmm. but when we talk about taking the next step on your journey to a simpler life, I am doing that actively. For example, one year for Christmas, we made soap for everybody, my daughter and I. The next year for Christmas, we made candles. <coughs> Excuse me. We were just talking about making cheese. We have baked bread from scratch. We have a garden. We have a wood-burning heating stove. We have a So we are not here to say electricity is evil. Don't live without electricity. We are here to say take the next step, whatever that is on your journey to a simpler life. So maybe you already live off-grid, but you've never made bacon. 
or sausage. So maybe that's the next step on your journey to a simpler life. We can help with that. Maybe you're just starting out, and maybe you don't even want to make the homemade products, but you want to buy ones that are locally made. In our pantry, we have the, the honey and the maple syrup and the noodles and the jams and the jellies and the potato chips that are all made within miles from our store. Um, so there, there's a lot of different ways that you can bring that into your life without saying, all right, that's it, I'm not going to use electricity anymore. I don't know why this came to mind, but it did, so I'll go for it. Um, I I enjoy a glass of wine. Um, is In the Amish way of life, was there any place for, shall we say, an infused beverage? Uh, the bishops are often taught how to make wine, but it's only used for communion okay. in very small amounts. In general, Mennonites and Amish do not consume alcohol. I think that's changed somewhat over the years, but it would never be in, in excess. But I actually just found that out recently, that the, yeah, the bishops have to know how to make wine because it is used in communion. But again, that's, that's a sip or two per person. Sure. It's not, not like they would have bottles with a meal or, or something like that. And actually, Kidron is a dry township. Can you believe that? It's one of the few left in Ohio that is just the, the little population of Kidron is dry. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so 2020 and COVID and all of that, how did it affect you? It was huge in two different ways. One, the retail store traffic. We stayed open because we're an essential business. The retail store traffic plummeted. Mm. I mean, we had 50 people in the store instead of 500. But the direct side of the business, which would be the website and the phones and email and all of that, skyrocketed. Um, we have always had, a, not always, but since the, we started our website, a pretty robust um, selling channel. But people had such demand for uh, shelf-stable food like canned meat and uh, food prep supplies, canning supplies. Very, very difficult to get. Uh, we finally got some jars and lids in, um, but they have been back-ordered for, like many places, we have um, tremendous out-of-stock. We have a certain wood heating stove that we finally got in stock called Hearthstone. And those are in great demand, too, because people are just are concerned about and it's not just the pandemic it's it's what happened in texas and you know other places that people people want to be able to take care of their families themselves and not rely on somebody else and that's that whole aspect of self-sufficiency i want a full pantry we live in a woods and so my husband chops and stacks wood Mm -hmm. we could heat our home probably for a year if there was if our furnace died Um, and just that that idea of I can take care of myself. I can do this. And we're also seeing the, the really the flood of people living the, leaving the city and wanting more of a rural lifestyle. Um, I don't know if you've seen pictures of downtown Chicago or, or Times Square uh, during this pandemic, but it was empty. Yes. Um, people just are uh, reluctant to gather in large crowds. Now, we'll, we'll see what will happen going forward, but this rural way of life that, that perhaps some people thought was boring and old-fashioned. You know, I want to be in the city. I want to be where the action is. Now that's that's turning around, and they want to be in the country where their children can, can run outside and they can have a couple chickens and, and maybe plant an apple tree, and those things are very appealing, unintended, to people right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, folks, layman's, I, you know, I should have said this earlier, is, is spelled L-E-H-M-A-N. And then, um, you know, apostrophe S if you want. But um, 
layman's in <clears throat> the first time I went there I was just in awe Aww. because there was I mean here is this I don't even remember examples but these things that did not use electricity and yet provided the service or purpose you know what I mean it's right. Well, even, you know, our, our toy room, I know parents struggle with, with screen time, and I, I feel for them. I've been there, done that. Yeah. But when you go into our toy room, it's it's dominoes and kites and hula hoops and trains and board games and building towers and, and all of those things that perhaps the parents remember growing up and they want to introduce their children to. Well, uh, Jigsaw Puzzles is a, a classic example. And we've sold so many board games from, you know, Monopoly and Operation and Scrabble and Sorry and all those board games that maybe maybe today's children weren't aware of so i know that people are are craving that that simpler life there's something very fulfilling and wholesome about it um, i would be remiss if i didn't mention however though layman's.com there's no apostrophe when you go to the website okay. so it's l-e-h-m-a-n-s.com and we are located in kidron which is about an hour south of cleveland and about two hours north of athens or columbus right I was talking to somebody about that last night, and I said, two hours north of us. So I was right yeah. on it, eh? Yep, yep, a, a lovely one-tank trip. One tank, I like that, yeah. <laughs> and um, let's see here. Now, it, um, why is kerosene okay and diesel not? <laughs> you know, that is that is a question that we don't have time to delve into. Okay. It has to do with the bishop. And the philosophy of that church, um, you know, every every religion has has different. You know, you think of, of the Jewish religion, mm-hmm. kosher Jews and non-kosher. Why, you know, why do they choose that? Um, but the, the the basic tenets of the faith are the same, whether they're using diesel or gasoline or kerosene. Mm-hmm. Well, so another thing, and you brought this out a little bit, but I want to do it more is Amish-made products. Um, throughout the store, um, there are so many things that have been, uh, not, uh, well, let's take food products, canned or whatever products, Amish made. And, um, well, the children's store too. I mean, you, you go <clears throat> from department to department as you walk through that quarter mile long walkway throughout all of the buildings. It's amazing, but many Amish-made products, right? Yes, that's true. Many. Well, um, if you're um, if you're a horse lover, in in my, years ago in my life I was, and it's not that I'm not anymore. It's just that I'm just not doing it. But uh, I I used to do a lot of horse horsing around. I guess we'll say. And um, all of the like bridles and things like that, you know what I mean? It's it's just a, a remarkable. Well, I'm looking forward to getting my new catalog, um, and it's one of those things, folks, that you get one and it's good for years to come, if you know what I mean. Um, you put it on the shelf and pull it out when you need it, and it's a great reference. What? Um, is there anything that layman's would love to do that they've not been able to do yet? 
Oh, um, that is a good question. Um, we would definitely like to reach more people who never thought that they would enjoy a, a rural way of life, providing for their families, um, and we would like to present them with the, the products and the lifestyle that they enjoy. You know, for us, it, the what is the product. Okay, You can get a lot of the what on Amazon. We're much more about the how. How do I churn butter? How do I make a pie? But most importantly, the why. Why did my daughter and I go to the orchard and pick apples and make a pie? Because of that feeling of satisfaction and sustainability and the comfort it brought us to serve that. And that would be my dream is to reach uh, as many people as possible with that mission of why live a simpler life. Well, you know, it is, you know, if a neighbor brings something over to you that they made, it has a, a, a different um, value to the person receiving it as well as the person giving it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yep. It's pretty special. Hi, Glenda. This is Scott Daly. Um, I spoke with you earlier to uh, actually yeah. s set up this interview. Uh, I, I thank you again for coming on uh, the show with us here. Some really nice information, neat information here. Um, I, as I was listening, uh, I know you mentioned a lot of products. Do people come in there just out of curiosity for me and anybody else that may be listening in? Is there one particular thing that they they will ask you for, or is there a popular thing? I know you spoke about the canning jars and the lids with the pandemic and everything. What's a favorite product there? I'm looking at some things here that are natural remedies, and I suffer from allergies, you know, cough sometime in, in the radio business here. Occasionally we get a sore throat. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at Skinner's salve for colds, coughs, and aches. But if you could maybe, you know, if there's something that people just got to have when they come into layman's. Right. Well, it depends if you're talking by units or by dollar sales. Our soda pop shop is very popular. We have hundreds of kinds of glass bottled sodas, including lots of root beers and old time brands like Shirley Temple and Grape Knee High. Um, and I, I also mentioned <laughs> the puzzles right now. The puzzles are in great demand. Um, and then the larger products would be the wood heating and cooking stoves. Um, you know, certainly that takes more effort and money. Uh, to purchase, but those are the the two uh, two ends of the spectrum. Would be the the puzzles and the pop, or the wood heating and cooking stoves. I haven't had a knee high grape soda for years. And that's I, right. Well, I, you I, know where you can get one. Yeah, that's right. I may have now. Would you send something like that mail order? Can you do that? Um, the puzzle, certainly. The pop, we can. It's expensive because they're glass bottle sodas. Um, right. But if, if someone wants to, and the stoves, we most of the Hearthstone ones, we can ship anywhere. There's certain brands we're not allowed to, uh, but the puzzles, definitely, we can we can send out. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of that, is there anything else that prohibits shipping other than the, the well, the bottles you can, but it's costing uh, more there, too. Right. Um, there are just a few small things. Uh, the Strike Anywhere matches, because if they rub against each other, they'll still start <laughs> on fire. Um, there's a certain kind of meat that we can't ship out of the state of Ohio, a certain kind of trail bologna. 
Um, and, and other things we can ship, they're expensive. Um, but if somebody really wants them, we can ship them. Um, for example, some of our heavier cast iron, um, our ceramic sauerkraut crocs, because they're heavy and they're breakable. <clears throat> but there is... Uh, very, very few items that we cannot ship. Oh, that's that's terrific. Yeah, it's understandably so about the matches, too. And I really enjoyed your story about the apple pie. And quite frankly, for me, a homemade apple pie tastes much better, too. It does. Yes. Yep, it does. It's baked with love. Yes, absolutely. Now, again, I mentioned Skinner Sab for colds, coughs, and aches. I'm particularly interested in that. So you may be getting an order from me. For Skinner's salve, <laughs> it's well, a, good for you. A vapor, a vaporizing salve is what it's called, correct? Yes. Well, I I found that other uh, community name. It's Dalton. I said it started with an A. I was wrong. It's a D. Dalton, um, and yet it's the same place, right? Well, it's a little confusing. Uh, Dalton is just north of us. Okay. Um, Kidron doesn't have any street addresses. It's all P.O. boxes. So the north-south street in Kidron is Dalton addresses, and the east-west street is Apple Creek. Okay. So half of our store is in Dalton, half in Apple Creek, neither of which is true. We're <laughs> solidly located in Kidron. I know it's very confusing. Okay. <laughs> well, I just, um, it, did, it did fool me last night as I was looking things over. Um, what is um, what what is your favorite thing to do with the store? You personally, uh, to do at the store. I I love giving store tours. Yeah. Um, which I'm happy to do for people. They need to be set up ahead of time because then I can I call it the nooks and crannies tour. I can tell them all of the backstory things. Um, I also really enjoy working with the the team at Layman's to plan special events. And then to, to show up at the event and see how many people have traveled from a long distance and, and really enjoy being there. Um, it's a little bit like planning a wedding every weekend, but it's yeah. a lot of fun to, to entertain a couple thousand people. Oh, wow. Yeah. A couple wow. thousand you get yeah, collectively? Oh, yeah, on a good at... Saturday. Yep. Oh, wow. No, on, a, on, a, on a day. One day. That's a big yeah. wedding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, um Listen, I appreciate you joining us today, yes, we and do. and um, um, we we go up to Worcester a couple times each year to the um, grave sites of family and so on. Um, I, I I I my my wife has never been to Layman's. She ah. she will go nuts, and in a great way. Um, so, Pat, if you're listening, we're headed that way soon. Glenda, Great. thank you very much. And, uh, that's, uh, you know, if, um, if something comes along that we ought to know about, make sure we do, please. I will do that. And if you ever head up this way, let me know. I can give you one of those store tours. Well, I'll give you a tour. I mean, this, I know layman's pretty well. I love That's it. Great. So, um, That's great. So, great. No, we'll have fun. I think I'll come along and watch you both, and I'll get a really good tour. There you go. All <laughs> right. Glenda, thank you, and uh, let's keep in touch. Okay. Sounds great. Thank, thank you. you. Thank Bye-bye. you, Glenda. We appreciate your time. Uh-huh. All right, Bye-bye. folks. Uh, we have about uh, two minutes left uh, today, and um, 
Once again, it's a beautiful day out there. They say, uh, let's see here, I have one report says it's going to be 81 or high. Sunny all day long. This other report says 78, but either way, it's going to be beautiful. And uh, let's see, calm wind becoming westerly. You know, that always fools me. Me too. Calm wind. Well, no, I mean the westerly term. Oh, Does well, that it's, mean... It's coming, coming from the west. Westerly winds blowing in from the west. Well, that's what I mean. I would think it meant just the opposite, blowing toward the west, oh. westerly. <laughs> See, I've, I've always had trouble with that all my life. All right. Well, anyway, so which is it? It's coming from the west. Okay. Six mile per hour. Nothing to worry yeah, about. Yeah, which means it's going to be moving in warmer air from the west and probably southwest. Looking ahead... Uh, tomorrow, just as nice. Thursday, they do mention some showers could could occur, particularly after 2 p.m. There's even the mention of a thunderstorm. But temperature 75. No big, no big deal. I got the hiccups all of a sudden. Uh oh. Or take a swig of coffee. Yeah. Something. Hold your breath. Well, you can't do that. Well, you no, could. No, I, I have a I have a way, but I'm, okay. I, can't do it with an open mic. You wouldn't be able to talk yeah. if you're holding your breath um, anyway. Let's see here. It's going to be nice no matter what the weather really, is. Really, as I look ahead, nice. you know, I guess Sunday, really all the temperatures as I look ahead are all very nice. Yes, indeed. So um, that's a good thing. Now, tomorrow... We have a program with guests. We're going to talk about the international students, right? All right. And um, here at the university. So um, the International Student Union at Ohio University is our topic tomorrow. Sounds good. Well, that was a really neat interview today. I enjoyed learning a few things about layman's. Well, there's uh, it's just endless. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to have to get up there sometime. Okay. We're out of time, folks. Have a wonderful day. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Wendy Gillette in New York. Developing at this hour, the FBI and ATF are responding to a shooting in Frederick, Maryland, near Fort Detrick. WTOP reporter Nick Ionelli. Two people were shot in Frederick this morning near a shopping center on Progress Drive off Monocacy Boulevard, just northeast of Frederick. We were told that police were responding to an active shooting situation, and now Frederick City Police have tweeted that the suspect is, quote, down. We don't have clarification yet about what that means, and we also don't know the condition of those two people who were shot. Again, two people have been shot in Frederick, Maryland this morning. That's near a shopping center on Progress Drive. Police have tweeted that the suspected gunman is down. They're also urging everybody to stay away from that area. President Biden is moving a deadline for states to make all adults eligible for coronavirus vaccines. CBS's Stephen Portnoy reports from Washington on why it's not such a stretch. The president's new April 19th deadline is in keeping with decisions already made by officials in nearly every one of the states. Just two, Hawaii and Oregon, had said they still intended to wait until May 1st to make all adults eligible to sign up. 
New York makes all adults eligible for the shots today, and five other states, including New Jersey and Pennsylvania.